This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, uh, we have so much to talk about. I've got some. Gordon, you know, whenever I get from my guys that bet online, mm-hmm. I've got soup, I got a plethora of Super Bowl stuff to run Prop bets? Oh, baby. Oh, 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 prop bets that are ready to pop. There we oh, go. That's what we're looking for. Oh, Gordon from, I'll just give you, I'll just give you a slight tease. Can I give you a slight tease? Yeah. Before, give we, get to our, before yeah. we get to our, our main stuff. All right. Here's a slight tease, slight tease. You guys will love this. <laughs> Halftime artists. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the first headlining artist to be shown at halftime? Will it be Snoop Dogg? Mm-hmm. Will it be Dr. Dre? Right. Will it be Eminem? Will it be Mary J? Would it be Kendrick Lamar? Or, get this one, Gordon, will it be two or more artists simultaneously? Interesting. That's, that, that's, that's the type of stuff. You don't have to answer that. How do you come up with odds for that? <laughs> Other thing, you know, field goals in the first half. You know, oh, you can run through the data. Oh, are you kidding me? I've got which songs would be played first at halftime. I've got, I've got who will be, what player will be shown first during the national anthem. Oh, I've got stuff. I've got prop bets for you. Oh, baby. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. Talking, well, we're, we're trying we're to help gonna, folks we're out. Dive deep tonight. Oh, we're going to help folks out because, you know, uh, uh, you know, your folks and my folks, we're trying to help them out. Trying to help Let's them hope out. so. Yes, I'd like to. I'd like to kind of help myself out if I could. <laughs> well, this will get you. See, this will get you warmed up. OK. You know, this will get you warmed up. And I, might, I need to. I need to warm up. It's been a little frosty lately. Yes, it has. There's no question about that. Speaking of helping out, Knicks need some help. Yeah. So the trade deadline is Friday, February 10th. Oh, by the way, that's a week from today. So here's our question at 1-800-919-3776. Should the Knicks be buyers or sellers? Okay, so first, before you answer that, I guess the question would be, what can they buy? <laughs> Gordon, you know the names. Russell Westbrook, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock to return. You know what? I was going to surprise you with that one later. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible to find one that I liked less than the Russell, Russell Westbrook? Westbrook one. Uh-huh. We're bringing Reggie Bullock now back. <laughs> Bing bong. I mean, are you? Are, we've gotten to. We've gone full circle in less than a year. We're going back. How about we get some guys we've not already had before? Uh, and then, of course, there's the <laughs> there's the usual suspects. Gordon, Jalen Brunson. We've heard a lot about him. Heard a lot about him, sure. De'Aaron Fox, who's the flavor of the month. Absolutely. Uh, Miles Turner, and I think, the you know, since he's been hurt, that's kind of cooled down. Mm-hmm. And remember, Jeremy Grant's name was mentioned, but I think now that they've gotten, you know. Um, Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish, thank you, Gordon. Uh, I think that's, that's really the same position. So, you know, why would you do that? So I don't think that he's in that spot right now. Uh, so those are these are just a few of the names. Now, Gordon, we're, we'll give our opinion that we want to hear from the audience. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damon at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. All right, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Gordon, here's my issue with Spencer Dinwiddie. 
right now in Washington, I have not seen the Spencer Dinwiddie that was with the Nets. I've seen a watered-down Spencer Dinwiddie. And the other part of it is, which, okay, which, which makes it, I guess, eh, all right if you're Washington. I get concerned when players don't want a guy in the locker room. <laughs> so the players don't want Spencer Dinwiddie. They want him out of the locker room. So why would I want him if he's a problem in Washington and you've watched Washington take a free fall over the past month? I would say that if you can get him back closer to what he was like near the end of his run in Brooklyn, that's obviously an improvement. Is it ideal, though, because of those issues that you brought up? No, that probably wouldn't be my first target. Uh, The problem is is the Knicks are operating from such a low level with point guards that – a lot of these guys you'll bring up, they're going to be, they're going to be improvements. Yeah, no question. It's, it's addition by subtraction mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Now, I know we talked about it last night. You love the idea of Fournier, uh, Alec Burks, and Kemba for Russell Westbrook. You're oh ready God. to make that oh deal tomorrow. God. I know you are. I, I just, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it in your voice when we talk about those deals. We talk after Nick games. Every game, yep. We we talk about the frustration level that you're at. We give stats. We give the stats, the stars, the storylines. We do all that type of stuff. Yep. Nothing, no number, no metric can tell you where the level of frustration is better than anyone in this town is even considering bringing in Russell Westbrook at this point. That's how far the de- or that, how high the desperation desperation level has gotten with Nick fans that we're talking about, hey, you know what? Let's give it a whirl with a 33-year-old Russell Westbrook. And some of the people that I've heard, Larry, on our station, yes. smart people yes. saying this, it yeah. just shows you that the desperation level, the, the fever is, 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 is peaking right now. And they're just looking for something at this point because the season has gone sideways so badly. One of those smart people was on with – DPH on Rothenberg this morning. Mm-hmm. He is Jay Will. And he was asked, because they listen to us, is it crazy to think about the Knicks trading for Russell Westbrook? It hasn't worked out for Russell Westbrook in, in L.A. New York. I mean, does that make sense, Russell Westbrook to the Knicks? It's something that we've been talking about in the inner circles for a while. Because you, you think about who are individuals that fit the brand of what New York basketball should be, like the tough, hard nose, plays every damn possession, and you're like, okay, like to a lesser degree, De'Aaron Fox, okay, like Dame obviously would fit. To tell you, honestly, like Russell Westbrook would be incredible here. I mean, I think he would own it. I think he would want other players to come play with him. The, the question is, you know, it's almost like Giannis. Like Russell needs a team to be built around him. And frankly, I don't think it's going to be able to work for him in L.A. I think him and LeBron are way too similar. But if you are a New York Knicks fan and you think a guy like Russell can change the dynamic of your team, which I think he could, I'm not saying everybody would love it, but that would be a guy that would want to be here. And I want players that want to be here. Now, I will say this, Gordon. He would want to be here. And there's some question about one of the star players who's here now who looks like he doesn't want to be here. That's true. Did, did did I mishear, or did he use the name Russell Westbrook in the same sentence as Giannis? They're yes, very, he did. Uh, <laughs> yes, kind of like Giannis. How, how, how like Giannis? Here's the thing. What, what are we doing? It goes back to the point of last night. Like, what's the direction of the team that we're going in? Mm-hmm. Because to make that deal as it's been rumored to, to be, you're taking 
what you signed this offseason, your big moves of the offseason, and you're shipping them out here for a guy who he will be box office, he will be attention-grabbing because he's just such a physical freak and he can do things, and he's amazing in terms of you know putting up numbers and, and type of, that type of stuff. Does anybody think that that's going to lead to winning? Like now we're going to be built. Uh, I mean, just listening to that cut, you bring him in here, he'll 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 be able to bring other guys. In. What what do we do? We're building around a thirty three year old Russell Westbrook. That's what that's what we're doing. That's where we're at. And I love when people tell me, you know, let let he's talking about fit the brand. That does fit the brand of the Knicks going out and making the splashy move. That has not worked. We've they've tried that a thousand times. And I always love when people are telling me about my team and what mm. what what my team is about. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like when somebody goes to set you up, oh you or, or or tells you about somebody, you'd really like this person. They're really this, they're this and that. And then you meet him, you're like, why would they think I would like this person? They obviously don't know me very well. I don't feel like people that are suggesting that the the Knicks go out and get Russell Westbrook. I don't think that they really have a good read on what Nick fans want. Gordon, you're not getting it. Jay Will says Westbrook fits the Knicks. Who are individuals that fit the brand of what New York basketball should be? Like the tough, hard-nosed, plays every damn possession, and you're like, okay. Like, to a lesser degree, De'Aaron Fox, okay. Like, Dame obviously would fit. But, like, to tell you, honestly, like Russell Westbrook will be incredible here. I mean, I think he would own it. I think he would want other players to come play with him. The question is, you know, it's almost like Giannis. Like, Russell needs a team to be built around him. And, frankly, I don't think it's going to be able to work for him in L.A. I think him and LeBron are way too similar. I don't think they have the right personnel to be surrounded with him, but if you are a New York Knicks fan and you think a guy like Russell can change the dynamic of your team, which I think he could, I'm not saying everybody would love it, but that would be a guy that would want to be here, and I want players that want to be here. Now, here and really much so, he's emphasizing again, Gordon, the, the same point. So here's the thing. I would say to you, and you know how I felt about it, because we, we were talking about this last year, right? <laughs> right? We had this conversation right. last year, and, yes, and, and what it turned into was Derrick Rose, which was a much better fit. Absolutely. Much better fit and less expensive. So, actually, now, can I be honest with you? I think I can get more for Evan Fournier because of the way he's played over the last month. I know you want to package it because of the money. Okay, and I get that. I get I get the idea. Let's let's get the money. The money part of it would fit. If we get rid of Kimba's money and Fournier's money and Burke's money, and we'll take on uh we take on Westbrook. Who gets forty-four million this year, forty-six next year, but next year is an expiring contract. So, to be honest with you, if we're doing it for the money, Gordon, then we're not building around Russell Westbrook either. What we're doing is we're really take getting rid of money that we've messed up on, that we feel, we being the Nick front office, that we feel okay. These these this signing hasn't worked, so let's get this money off the books. We'll swallow it with Westbrook's money, and then okay, next year. We'll try to get rid of Westbrook's money, but here's the bottom line. By doing all that, you're right back where you started from. Exactly. Like best you're case right scenario, it's kind of like a lateral movie. He's a more he's a flashier player, he's a better player than what you're giving up, but it's not going to tie into winning. And this idea that he wants to be here, maybe he'll want to be here when he gets here. When he gets here and the team stinks, I, I I'm sorry. I don't see Russell Westbrook and Tom Thibodeau meshing very well. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That does not seem like a, a good match there either. So he might. Everybody loves it when the. Everybody loves the beginning. <laughs> the yeah, beginnings, yeah. beginnings of things are great. It's when the when the rubber hits the road and and you're, 
you know, sitting in 12th place in the Eastern Conference. I don't know how well that's going to go. Uh, not well at all. No. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> not well imagine. at all. Not well at all. Although, you can, as we all know, it's not really going that great in L.A. for him either, having been benched already this season. Mm-hmm. And and interestingly enough, now that LeBron is on the bench, you know, been injured the past couple of games, uh, he's been able to, you know, get some more playing time to be a little better. But this is going to be interesting when they play on Saturday night because all this stuff, Gordon, and of course in the game you get right here on 98.7 ESPN, all this, is going to, all this is going to be in the forefront. They're right there. Listen, we can make the deal right now. They won't have to, we'll say, just walk down the hall. <laughs> just walk down the hall. It's not going to happen, Gordon. I'm just telling you. Don't no, worry about it. It's I, not going to happen. Hope, I don't I see hope it happen. Not. I, don't, I have more faith in this front office than that. Because what you would be saying if you do that is, is that you're throwing another year away. You're, you're, this year is already gone, right? So yeah. now we're taking the things that we did in the offseason, which I think that they did those things in the offseason because they looked at the, the landscape and they didn't want to go all in on anybody. Mm-hmm. So they signed some guys who, who the contract for, for Fournier seems ridiculous, but I, I think that they will be able to move that contract if and when because he's a shooter, and I think yeah. you could get some value for that. So I don't think that that's the type of contract that you're going to be uh, stuck with or it's, it's an albatross that you can't move. But what you'd be saying is all the things that we did last offseason, those, those are already all wrong, and we have to dump them. They're not even bad. They're so bad we have to just get rid of them to get them out of here, and we're willing to do anything to just take something back just to get rid of these two guys. That, that would be a huge admission by this front office that they screwed it up. <laughs> It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's go to the phones. That's Brenda it. in North Plainfield, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, Brenda. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for your hours of work tonight. Looking forward to you tomorrow, too. Thanks, And Brenda. then enjoy yourself some time off. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about the Knicks situation. And I'm really thinking that Spencer Dinwiddie would be a good fit for coming back to New York and playing this time for the Knicks. Well, there's no question, uh, Brenda, that Spencer Dinwiddie is a talent. Uh, he's had some trouble coming back from his injury. He's not the same player that we saw in Brooklyn. And uh, I agree with Gordon. If he could get closer to that player, I would be interested in him because of his ability to shoot the basketball, shoot the three, put the ball on the deck, get to the basket and to pass the ball and make others better around him. And I also agree that, listen, I don't want – I didn't want him last year. I don't want him this year. So I'm not interested in Russell Westbrook. And I understand why a lot of this has been the talk. It's been mostly because of the money. But uh, I agree with you. From a guard standpoint, I would like him better. I just – that my my main concern is that he is not the player he was with Brooklyn. That's number one. And number two, that – the stuff that I'm hearing that's going on in Washington, I hope he doesn't bring that here to a Nick team, Gordon, that's already struggling. Yeah, I mean, you would like to think that Leon Rose, as the former agent, has a way of getting information that maybe other guys don't. I don't know. Uh, that You'd have to check in on that type of stuff, but you'd like to think that that, that would be his strength as a former agent, that he would know these type of stuff, these type of things and have ways of finding that type of stuff out before you'd make a deal like that. All right, Brenda, thanks for the phone call.
1-800-919-3776. Chris is in Wontaw. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? I've been hey, hearing a lot of stuff about the Knicks all year about this struggle and everything, but the truth is last year was an anomaly. It was fun. We played really well with a bunch of vets with Tibbs, but, you know, when you play vets 40 minutes a night, that's what's going to happen. We were told that before last offseason we were going to be building it the right way with young talent and develop, but we signed Tibbs. That's not what, what happens when you sign Tibbs. And this year is a byproduct of getting the four seed last year. Everyone overreacted, thinking we had to build on that instead of just continue to develop. And now we got all these old guys, and we can't get players like McBride, Sims. Quigley gets 10 minutes, then he gets 25. Toppin plays, then he doesn't play. R.J. Barrett doesn't have a consistent role as a top guy, which he should by now. And the truth is we should be selling off. We should be trying to develop these young guys. And if we're going to keep Tibbs, we should sell all the vets and make him prove that he can develop a young team. Because that's the only way we're getting anywhere. Look at the Grizzlies. Look at all these young and upcoming teams. They developed their young talent. They made them work for their time. So with Tibbs, that's just never going to happen. That's what we were supposed to do. And that's what we need to do. We got to stop trying to piece this together. We got to develop our young talent. That's the only way we're ever going to turn this around. That's how the Nets did it. Well, Chris, thanks for the phone call. But, you know, you <laughs> there's two things you've said that don't add up. Tibbs, young talent, <laughs> and playing time. That's not what he does. And you said it in the beginning, right? That was the plan. But then when Thibodeau became available and you agreed to make him your head coach, Gordon, this was about, hey, we got to make this team relevant again. This team has been a franchise that has been just awful, awful. It's been a laughing stock of the league. I mean, this team, what, 15 games winning a season, 17 winning a season. All right, so it's been bad. And they want to have, they want to be, you know, relevant. And last year, that they made that happen under Tibbs. And, yeah, under a nice nucleus, you had some veterans and you had some young players. Uh, Tom Thibodeau is not a developing young player guy. No. That's, that's, not, that's not what you brought him in here for. So the fact that you say they're going to get rid of all the veterans and, and play the kids, that's not happening. It's not. It's just not. No. There, there could not have been a more clear delineation in, in, in choice, more uh, a clear-cut choice. When they were looking at head coaches, they had Tom Thibodeau and they had Kenny Atkinson, two completely different styles in terms of approach, in terms of what you think your goals are long-term, short-term. Those are two completely different guys. If you're about taking a year or two to develop the talent you have and, and looking to add more young talent and get them to a certain level, then Tibbs is not the guy for you. Tibbs is coming in right away, and he is going to try to get – as much out of the group that he has, he's going to win every. He's going to try to win every game. There's no stepping back. There's no uh, real development during games. You have to come ready to play if you're a young player and show that you can produce right away. There's not going to be like a learning curve for you. We saw. We've seen. Obi was the eighth pick in the draft. There was no learning curve for him. So, and there still really isn't a learning curve. He makes one mistake. He's going to the bench, even now. So that's not just on Tibbs. That's on Leon Rose. Leon Rose is the guy who hired Tibbs. Yeah, it's your learning curve. You know how you know when you, when they develop young players in practice. 
That's when they develop their young players. Or when they send them to Westchester, Gordon, as we yeah. see Jericho Sims and McBride, Deuce McBride, always in Westchester, just rocking, rocking the house up there in Westchester. Rocking the house. Okay, that's where that's where you get the folks. That's where the young players are getting their, their, their training. In practice, with the assistant coaches working on the side. And, and, of course, you know, adding depth and being part of the practices. That's where they're getting. And if you are fortunate enough to flash in practice, okay, as Grimes has been able to do, then you get the playing time. And Grimes has gotten it. And I'm going to tell you something, Gordon. If, if Emmanuel quickly does not find a way to be the consistent player he was last year, uh, McBride is going to take his minutes. McBride's going to, it's going to be time that you start looking at McBride to take his minutes. And it's sad because it's his second year. And, you know, there's always adjustments, sophomore jinx, all this other stuff. He is not playing as well as he played last year. It's not even close. Not even, it's not close. even close. He went through the numbers last night. And, uh, you know, you're saying about you, you got to th- show it in practice. The only other way is it, it through desperation. The Knicks were desperate but when Derrick Rose went down. And I think that that's a big reason why Grimes has gotten the run that he has. Now he's produced, so he's going to continue to get the run. But if Derrick Rose was not hurt, I don't know that we'd seen Grimes as You're much right. as we have. You're right. All right, boys, hit the sounder. Gordon, we have a new head coach in Jacksonville. Yeah, I saw that. I, you know what? Doug Peterson is back. What's that? Doug Peterson is back. Yeah, I might be wrong. I think that's a good – out of the options that they had, I don't think that that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, Brian Flores? <laughs> Another one. Well, he. I don't think he ever interviewed in Jacksonville. Yeah. But they, even the ones he did interview, I don't, I'm not exactly sure that that yeah. they is much of a heads up. I know. Much of a chance there either. And 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 we'll you know we'll probably get to this a little bit later because right now we're talking Knicks. But Gordon, uh, even in the midst of what's going on with Brian Flores, still another hiring, not an African American head coach, even yeah. in the middle of this. Even in the middle of what's going on right now, still, we're going to do what we're going to do. You can't make us do anything. How about that? How about that? I don't care how many lawsuits you file against the NFL. I'm going to do what I want to do. I have to laugh as well because I've I've seen these reports of of how explosive the uh, allegations are against the Dolphins and Stephen Ross and that it could eventually force Stephen Ross to resign or mm-hmm. sell the team, not resign, sell the team. Yes. And, 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 and as soon as I started to have maybe a glimmer of hope that that might actually happen for my own sake, mm-hmm. the, the story about the uh, Washington Commanders and Daniel Snyder came out today, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if he hasn't been forced to sell, nobody's being forced <laughs> to sell anytime soon. I mean, who are we kidding here? You're right about that. Let's go back to the phones. Rollins and Duchess. Hey, Rollins, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, how you doing? Um, I just wanted to comment on the next a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things. I think you have enough young guys on that team. If, if Thibodeau knew how to coach them correctly and, and mess them with the veterans you have, they'll be a better team. You have to let them play up and down. I mean, this slow pace running through Randolph doesn't work. And all the guys you mentioned that potentially can come here and trade outside of uh, Westbrook and um, Jeremy Grant, you might not make the trade. You're not bringing in superstars. You need guys who can really be a difference maker. What do you think? Well, you're right, Roland. Thanks for the phone call. But the slim pickings are because of what you're able, because of your talent, what you're able to bring back. And, yeah, there's enough, there's talent on here. But here's the bottom line, 
All right, here's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. It's very simple. The main guy, the guy who you paid all this money to last season, which he deserved based on last season, monetarily, he's playing not even close to that. Not even close to the way he played last year. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue for everybody. Because you just don't you still defer to him, Gordon, game after game, because you think that this could be the game that he breaks out, right? So you still defer to him. And he is now just getting to the point where you are able to consistently say, okay, let's make sure we get Evan Fournier going, right? Let's make sure we get we get this person going. Let's sure, make sure we get that person going. And, that, and that's because Julius Randle has not played well at all. And Gordon, listen, it's not the money, okay? It's, it's never really the money. It's the years. It's the years. You could pay mm-hmm. somebody. Like you say, you, like th- we're talking about Westbrook. $44 million this year, 46 next year. That's a lot of money. But it's two years. Randall's a four-year deal. Gordon, you got three more years. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, you have four, I mean, four more, more years. years. It doesn't start till next year. Yeah, yeah extent, that's it, crazy. That's, yeah, so you got four more years with him. There. So it's the years. So when people talk about the money, or Larry, you keep talking about the money. It's not the money. It's the years. But for him, the bottom line is his performance has been brutal this year. He's not been good. Brutal. It's not been good. No, it's not been good. And it's clear to me that Tibbs, he sees his best, the least dirty shirt, as I would say, is is Randall. That's his his best hope of having a superstar on his team right now. And I would just push back on what Roland said there about, you know, the Knicks have all this young talent. They really don't. They have some interesting people, interesting players that maybe they might develop into something. But the reason why the Knicks can't go out and and get that superstar, get that difference maker, is because they don't have anything to give up. And all these trades that are being proposed right now, including Randall in some deal for De'Aaron Fox. Now, I kind of like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, He's he's got some strengths. He's got some weaknesses. But... Does anybody think that that's going to take the Knicks from where they are now to some new level where they're definitely going to be a playoff team? No, it just gets Randall out of here. <laughs> it gets Randall out of here. That's what it accomplishes. But you still oh, – it's kind of a lateral move where you, okay, I have this one piece that's not working for me. Let's go and take this piece and trade it for a similar kind of piece. The, the Knicks need more pieces. And you know mm-hmm. what really put them behind, I think? I was thinking about it today. Trading Porzingis for cap space. Mm-hmm. If they had been able to trade him for a piece, I'm not even saying a superstar, but something of value. The, the Knicks have Randall, who's an okay player, who's having a down year. They have Barrett, who looks like he's emerging into a better player. He's not an all-star as of yet, but he's, he's maybe getting there. And then you have a, a collection of you know nice players, nice pieces, but nothing that's going to really... In the NBA, to be good, you have to have a stacked roster. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks don't have that. And they don't have any pieces to be dealing away where it's not just going to be a lateral move bringing in another piece. And even when you have two or three great players, there's no guarantees. No. Even two or three great players. So what do you think? You have, you have one really good player who's not really good this year. You know, so look, okay, I, I'm a Knicks fan. I will tell you that I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I thought that they would improve upon last year. Did I think that they were a four seed this year? Absolutely no, not. I, I, knew that th- I think most happen. people didn't think that, yeah. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But did I expect them to be at least seven, six, seven, or eight, Gordon? 
yeah, I did expect them to be at least six, seven, or eight. And maybe with a couple of lucky bounces, maybe they get to five. But to be 12 at this late date, okay, with, and, and to have, and I really, got to be honest with you, I really feel bad for Kimber because he, he, like, he's done, Gordon. Done. Gordon, he's done. He's done. He's better. You know what? Thibodeau should have, never brought him, should have never brought him back off the bench. I mean, he had two really good games, two or three really good games. And after that, he's just, he's done. And so, you know, and it's sad to see a, it's sad to see a player who's been so good in the game, who's had a nice career, to have it end like this. You know, where he's shooting. Gordon, he didn't score in the last two games. He's shooting air balls. Air balls. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, rough. he's done. He's done. He's such a great guy. And it it's would have been great a great story, story, too. It would have been. It would have been a great story. Comes back home, you know, ends his career here. Even if he was able to play this year and retire. You know what I'm saying? Going, okay, you have a year. Okay, Go it's an up and down note. year. Right, yeah. You know, but... but but Have some moments. Yes. Win some games. Right. That's it. A couple of game winners, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, like he did against Boston. Everybody loves to play against Boston, him and Fournier. Uh, You know, like a couple of games like that, and then you say, man, you know what? We knew it was time. They got a year out of him. That's okay. That's okay. He he, he did. But to have him like this, I mean, Gordon, I'm like, put him out of his misery. Just Just sit him. Just sit him. Don't, don't do him like that. Well, hopefully they can move him here in the next week and he can go someplace. I, I don't know where. I, I don't think that he's going to be – I don't think he can play anymore. But no. it, it seems like he definitely needs a change of scenery because it's not – It's whatever you were kind of hoping to unlock here, it has not been unlocked. No. No, it hasn't. It really hasn't. And, and it's been – and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. That's the problem. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Rollins and Duchess. Hey, Roland, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, how you doing? Um, I just wanted to comment on the Knicks a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things. I think you have enough young guys on that team. If, if Thibodeau knew how to coach them correctly and, and mess them with the veterans you have, they'll be a better team. You have to let them play up and down. I mean, this slow pace running through Randolph doesn't work. And all the guys you mentioned that potentially can come here and trade outside of uh, Westbrook and um, Jeremy Grant, you might not well make the trade. You're not bringing in superstars. You need guys who can really be a difference maker. What do you think? Well, you're right, Roland. Thanks for the phone call. But the slim pickings are because of what you're able, because of your talent, what you're able to bring back. And, yeah, there's enough. To, there's talent on here. But here's the bottom line, all right? Here's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. It's very simple. The main guy. The guy who you paid all this money to last season, which he deserved based on last season, monetarily, he's playing not even close to that. Not even close to the way he played last year. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue for everybody. Because you just don't, you, you still defer to him, Gordon, game after game, because you think that this could be the game that he breaks out, right? So you still defer to him. And he is now just getting to the point where you are able to consistently say, okay, let's make sure we get Evan Fournier going, right? Let's make sure we get we get this person going. Let's sure, make sure we get that person going. And that and that's because Julius Randle has not played well at all. And Gordon, listen, it's not the money, okay? It's it's never really the money, it's the years. It's the years. You could pay mm-hmm. somebody, like you say, you like we're talking about Westbrook. Forty-four million this year, forty-six next year. That's a lot of money, but it's two years. Randall's a four-year deal. 
Well, yeah, three more years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, you have four, I mean, four more, more years. years. It doesn't start till next year. Yeah, yeah, extent, that's it, it's, that's, yeah so you got four more years with him. Then. So it's the years. So when people talk about the money, or Larry, you keep talking about the money, it's not the money. It's the years. But for him, the bottom line is his performance has been brutal this year. He's Can't, not been good. Brutal. It's not been, been good. No, it's not been good. And it's clear to me that Tibbs, he sees his best the, the least dirty shirt, as I would say, is is Randall. That's his that's his best hope of having a superstar on his team right now. And I would just push back on what Roland said there about, you know, the Knicks have all this young talent. They really don't. They have some intri- interesting people, these interesting players that maybe they might develop into something. But the reason why the Knicks can't go out and, and get that superstar, get that difference maker, is because they don't have anything to give up. And all these trades that are being proposed right now, including Randall in some deal for De'Aaron Fox. Now, I'd like, I kind of like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he's, he's got some strengths. He's got some weaknesses. But does anybody think that that's going to take the Knicks from where they are now to some new level where they're definitely going to be a playoff team? No, it just gets Randall out of here. <laughs> it gets Randall out of here. That's what it accomplishes. But you still, oh, it's kind of a lateral move where you, okay, I have this one piece that's not working for me. Let's go and take this piece and trade it for a similar kind of piece. The, the Knicks need more pieces. And you know mm-hmm. what really put them behind, I think? I was thinking about it today. Trading Porzingis for cap space. Mm-hmm. If they had been able to trade him for a piece, I'm not even saying a superstar, but something of value. The, the Knicks have Randall, who's an okay player, who's having a down year. They have Barrett, who looks like he's emerging into a better player. He's not an all-star as of yet, but he's, he's maybe getting there. And then you have a, a collection of, you know, nice players, nice pieces, but nothing that's going to really – in the NBA, to be good, you have to have a stacked roster. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks don't have that. And they don't have any pieces to be dealing away where it's not just going to be a lateral move bringing in another piece. And even when you have two or three great players, there's no guarantees. No. Even two or three great players. So what do you think? You have, you have one really good player who's not really good this year. You know, so look, okay, I, I'm a Nick fan. I will tell you that I I drank the Kool-Aid. I thought that they would improve upon last year. Did I think that they were a four seed this year? Absolutely no, not. I, I, don't knew think, that I think most happen. people didn't think that, yeah. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But did I expect them to be at least seven, six, seven, or eight, Gordon? Yeah, I did expect them to be at least six, seven, or eight. And maybe with a couple of lucky bounces, maybe they get to five. But to be 12 at this late date, okay, with, and, and to have – and I really – got to be honest with you, I really feel bad for Kimber because he, he, like, he's done, Gordon. Done. Gordon, he's done. He's done. He's better. You know what? Thibodeau Shenanan, Thibodeau brought him should have never brought him back off the bench. I mean, he had two really good games, two or three really good games, and after that, he's just – he's done. And so, you know, and it's sad to see a it's sad to see a player who's been so good in the game, who's had a nice career to have it end like this. You know where he's shooting Gordon, he didn't score in the last two games. He's shooting air balls. Air balls. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, rough. he's done. He's done. He's such a great guy. And it it's would have been great a great story, story too. It would have been. It would have been a great story. Comes back home, you know, ends his career here, even if he was able to play this year and retire. You know what I'm saying going okay, you have a year, okay, Go it's an up and down note. year, right? Yeah, you know, but 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 have some moments, yes, win that some games, right? That's it, a couple of game winners, mm-hmm. you know, 
You know, like he did against Boston. Everybody loves to play against Boston, him and Fournier. Uh, you know, like a couple of games like that, and then you say, man, you know what? We knew it was time. They got a year out of him. That's okay. That's okay. He 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 did. But to have him like this, I mean, Gord, I'm like, put him out of his misery. Just just sit him. Just sit him. Don't don't do him like that. Well, hopefully they can move him here in the next week, and he can go someplace. I, I don't know where. I, I don't think that he's going to be. I don't think he can play anymore. But no. it, it seems like he definitely needs a change of scenery because it's not. It's whatever you were kind of hoping to unlock here. It has not been unlocked. No. No, it hasn't. It really hasn't. And and it's been and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. That's the problem. Back to the phones we go. Buddha is in the Bronx. He's next on ninety eight seven. Hey Buddha. <laughs> you guys are funny, man. I'm not here, man. <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy? You know, mm-hmm. there's an Olympics going on right now. I know. I, Has I, that I actually started? We were just talking about in the break because I see these ads and and this is going on. I'm like, did it start? Is it is it is this a soft open? What is this? I was no, perusing the channels. Actually... Yeah, but I was perusing the channels last night. I, I went past because uh, I was joking with Brian Mangia about wrestling, mm-hmm. and I went past it, and I'm like, oh wow, curling. And the Winter Olympics are here. <laughs> what do yeah, you know? You know something? Let me tell you something. You know, before I get to that next point real quick, but, you know, like, um, you speak about the curling, mm-hmm. you know, the Lakers, in a lot of ways, are just as unwatchable as the Knicks are. I mean, I'm watching Anthony Davis. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. One hand, <laughs> floaters that bad. are missing the rim. You know, you want to talk about somebody else who played well in the bubble and has, like, come back down to earth. Boy, has he has. But, you know, I'm watching the curling, man, and, I, you know, I kind of like the curling because it reminds me of Scalzi's, like, on ice. Yeah. You know, back in the mm-hmm. days, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, man. It's more interesting than that Lakers Clinton game. I'll be honest with you. Oh man, Russell you know, Westbrook um, is playing his way out of L.A. Not just hope he doesn't come yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> be careful with that plane. Where, where's you know, that that plane ticket for? <laughs> listen, I, I, I don't think that they'll do that. But you know, Uncle, you were talking about you know you, you drank the Kool Aid last year. I was just wanting to know was it the Mountain Berry Splash or was it traditional fruit punch? Because uh, I think a lot of people drank that Kool Aid. You know, and um, it's not anybody's fault. You know, what's going on here? I mean, I, I don't think 90% of me think that the people who run the Knicks are smart enough not to bring a Westbrook here. But if it's just to get rid of Randall and figure out something to do with Westbrook next year, I guess that could be some kind of um, saving grace. But, you know, the, the thing that's going to happen here with the Knicks is it's going to work itself out. You know, all these discussions about Tibbs, whether he works well with the young people, and listen, we know that he doesn't. And whether they make a trade, they can, they can make a trade for Westbrook or whoever and still not make the playoffs. Because if you look at the body language, if you look at them, they look so different than the way they looked in the beginning of the season. Guys have lost their confidence. The coach, when he talks after the game, is just that same, you know, uh, the, the peanut school teacher, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just a total staleness with the team. And the kind of player that you would have to get to get you out of that malaise is none of them are available in the trade block. So they're not going to make the playoffs. And what's going to happen, and this is why I said it to you um, last Saturday, going, you were like, yeah, time will tell, we'll see. You know, the stars are all aligning. And what happens is eventually, and I think that the league, if anybody thinks those ping pong balls and all that are something that's not controlled, uh, yeah, go ahead. When they think your franchise is in disarray and is not run by the right people, they're not giving you one of these young thoroughbreds. That's when you're going to get the third pick. That's when you're going to get the seventh pick or whatever. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to get a high draft pick. And you know what's going to happen at the end of the season? That Knicks brass 
is going to say, Tibbs, listen, we appreciate what you did. You helped us change the culture, so to speak, here. But they're going to have to move on from them. Because, like you said, like the callers have said, like everybody knows, when they do get that young stud draft player, he's not going to be the coach that you want to handle his uh, development, growth, uh, whatever these terms are that we like to use. I'm telling you, they're going to get rid of him at the end of the year. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. They're not going to the playoffs at all. Play in whatever way you want. They're not going. And and it's the best thing for everybody concerned. I'm telling you, you don't see it right now, but in a couple of years, you're going to see that this was the best thing that happened to this team. I hear what you're saying, Buddha, and, and thanks for the phone call. My only thought process there, Gordon, is I just don't see the Knicks paying him three years to yeah. do nothing. I, unless unless it gets embarrassing. I, I think yeah. that that's what Mr. Dolan wanted when they went out and got Leon Rose. It was to bring in somebody who was at least going to put something credible together. And I know that doesn't look credible right now, but remember what it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. When they won, I don't even know what was it, twenty games they won, yeah, whatever it was. Like so unless it, I mean, unless it just they go out on the West Coast and they lose every single game and they're they're ten games under five hundred and it's right back to where it was two years ago. Okay, then I can see. But if there's any wiggle room at all, I think that they'll keep Tibbs. And 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 here's and here's what they'll here's the logic they'll have, Gordon. We lost Derrick Rose for two months. Mm-hmm. He could have won us some games. No, no, we listen, we're not naive enough to think that we would have been okay because we were struggling even with him. But clearly there are some games that we they probably would have won with him here. So that's going to be their logic. And see, that's why I'm I'm kind of torn as a Nick fan, Gordon, right? Because I'm hearing these trade rumors and everything, and I kind of don't want them to do anything yet. I kind of want to wait for the season to end. Because I don't want them to make this move in the middle to say, okay, let's we get Derrick Rose back, we make, we make this move, okay, let's we get we get a playoff run going, and then that, you know, clouds their view as to what really needs to happen with this team going forward, right? Because you make that you you, you make that 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 panic move to just get to the postseason this year. Oh God, that would be the worst. That right? that's the worst just to get to like the tenth or the ninth mm-hmm. spot and then get bounced and then not have it again, I think the number one it's the same issue with the Giants and the Jets. More so than coaching, more so than all these different things. It's talent. They just don't mm-hmm. have enough talent right now. Right. That's it. And that's the whole thing. So I don't want them to just, you know, make that panic move. It's okay, this is what we do. We got Rose coming back. Okay, we'll be okay. Let's just do this. And then, you know, no. No. I'd rather you take the step back this year, right, at this point, and then say, as you mentioned, Gordon, okay, look, this didn't work out. And, and, and if you have to move Kimber and Fournier, Gordon, then move Kimber and Fournier. The right. worst Th- those thing, are not pieces. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can move them because the worst thing, if you feel it's not working out and it looks like it doesn't work out, then don't stay with it. <laughs> and hoping, well, we're going to make it work. No, if you don't think it's working and you see it's not working, then move on. I'd rather a course correction than for you to keep steering. Look, there's that iceberg. Well, can we turn? No. We'll, the iceberg will move. No, you move. <laughs> Let's see if we can just go right through it. Yeah, no, you move. <laughs> Give me the course correction. If it didn't work out, okay. Hey, we thought it was going to work out. On paper, it should have worked. Hey, guess what? Who knew? Kimber was worse off than we thought. Okay. Then, then stop, stop, keep working the same thing. Move on. And I don't think that most Nick fans thought really anything about four or five or six. It was more about that seven or eight range and hope that you could kind of get in there and, and you know, 
get back into a playoff series again uh, and see if you could do anything there. But it, it doesn't seem like that that's – again, there is still 30 games to go. There's still time to turn things around. It's not like you would have to win 10 in a row to, mm-hmm. to get back in the mix. It just seems like everything is kind of trending in the wrong direction, and it makes you feel like – it's um, as nice as last year was, as fun as last year was. It, it really was just kind of wasting time because, like, what's the plan? Where where are we going here? Are we just kind of floating with the wind? And it feels like last year was just kind of floating with the wind. Things broke right. Randall yeah. had this career year. The East was down. You were you went on that great winning streak. It was a weird season because of COVID, mm-hmm. and that was great. But there was no carryover whatsoever. None. None. And uh, it, it's it's you know you've got a couple of players who who are who've been hot of late. You've, you, you've got a bunch of, and that's what young players do, right, Gordon? They're streaky. You know, you get them, you know, they'll play well for a couple of weeks and then maybe they don't. They're, you know, you really have to, because they're getting inconsistent playing time, and, and you know, you so you really can't judge to see where they are right now, with the exception of, like I said, Emmanuel Quickly, who was clearly taking a step back. Uh, I, I I like what I've seen from Mitchell Robinson the past couple of games, and if any, if what what they have done for me is they have increased their trade value. That's what Mitchell Robinson's done. That's what he's done. He's mm-hmm. increased his trade value. So maybe if you want to move a piece in the, in, for him, maybe you can. But I will say this: if you do, you got to find somebody who can play center because Nerlens Noel is not that guy. Nope, he doesn't stay healthy. Taj Gibson, God love him. You know, he he is a third backup for a reason. He's more of a team guy. You know, plays well, plays hard. I got it. And so, if you're going to move on from Mitchell Robinson, you got to bring somebody back. You're going to put him in the center position Again. because because you need one. Right. You're 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 opening up one hole by closing another hole. It's 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 almost it's a lateral move, right? If you're trading Mitchell Robinson, okay, oh, well, we traded him and we got that, but now we also have to find a replacement for him. Yeah, yeah, they got to get more talent. That's, that's the only no way question. to go. And if I had the two buttons in front, I know you open with the question about buyers or sellers at the deadline. It depends mm-hmm. on what you're buying and selling. But I think overall, if just in a thought process, I think selling is the right way to right way to go. Absolutely, I would be a seller in. in I would be a seller at the deadline. Move move some people out. Try to get some more. And, and this way, let me see what my young players are doing. And I can still integrate them. Listen, you know, it only, you know what it means. It just means that all the starters are going to play 40 minutes. <laughs> That's yeah. all it means. <laughs> you know, yeah, Tim. It's, um, it, 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 the more you think about it, and look, we all were on board last year. We are all enjoying the party last year. It was fun times. We are all having a laugh. So it, it's, it's all hindsight now. But moving forward, if, if this does go sideways – I just can't see Tibbs trotting out a lineup of of, of Obi Toppin every night and 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 Grimes every night and, yeah. and young guys and quickly every night. I, I just don't see that happening. But if you're not doing that and the season goes sideways, then really, what are you doing? You're right. Have you heard? I don't know if the the listener can sense this. I don't mm-hmm. know, Larry, if you can sense this. But mm-hmm. in the studio, there's a little tension. Jacob. And Jake are working tonight. Yes. And before the show started, Jake let me know that he has a, a parlay going. It's a very mm-hmm. complicated parlay, but he he's hit. I think he has like six or seven things in it. Really? And he's hit already five of them. The wow. big one that he needed tonight was Steph Curry to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Warriors are playing the Kings. Mm-hmm. And there were some reports from, uh, 
I guess from Jacob, who kind of put the, the, the mush on this, to say that it doesn't look like Clay Thompson's going to be playing tonight. Oh. So you feel like, hey, Steph, he needs 30 points to, to hit that part of the, the uh, parlay. Mm-hmm. No Clay Thompson, that's good. Steph's going to go off. Right. And Steph had a very strong opener. He had like eight points right away. Mm-hmm. The problem is Jacob's reporting was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson is playing. And Clay Thompson has 20 points. Oh, no. And Steph, at least maybe my Wi-Fi is down. He still is stuck on eight. For some reason, my computer is not updating the Steph Curry line For the, on the first box time score. ever, Gordon, your Wi-Fi is correct. So oh, no. Usually you are behind. But oh, for the first no. time ever, to the demise of myself, you are correct. And I did have a nice parlay going. All I needed was Steph Curry to hit 30 points tonight, which, you know. Does that with regularity. Yeah, all the time. But I guess he got word that he needed this for my parlay. So that's why he has not done much in the last, uh, I would say, quarter and a half. So Now, do you blame Jacob for this? So the fact that Clay kind of stole all the points that Curry was going to get when Jacob mm-hmm. told me yeah. that Clay was not playing, mm-hmm. I do feel like, Jacob should give me some of the money back that FanDuel was going to give me. So, oh, see, I mean, the thing about that is I <laughs> did put money down on Clay and Steph, too, so I'm kind of in so the So you same. hedged your bets. All right. I'm in the same kind of conundrum. Uh, if I do owe money, Jake, I got you a lunch. Don't worry about it. Right. Oh, a lunch. Thank, thank you, there Jacob. There you go. That, that'll, that'll, thank, thank you, Gordon, when, for when bringing Visa this to the When Visa calls air. on the phone about the bill, just tell him, no, it's okay. Jacob bought me lunch. You guys Look are at the you, best. Gordon. What a show Bringing we are. people together. Bringing again. people together. Did you see, by the way, I was just looking at Steph to see how regularly he scores 30. Uh, last game out, he had uh, 40. I Gordon, know. I thought we were friends. Like I, we- I just I want to let people in on the uh, what's going on. So they might sense the tension. There's nothing worse than listening to a radio show, and you know something's going on, but you, they don't say it, yeah. and, and you're trying to figure it out as a listener. So I like to bring people in. Absolutely. Bring them together. Of course. With Jake and, and Jacob's misery. Now, I will say this. Mm-hmm. It is the Kings. <laughs> and there's still a half of basketball left. Sports you know, is the great reality show. It is. You never know what's going to happen. Now, I will say that the, the, the Warriors are up by uh, 20 at halftime, 73-54. Yeah. So I don't know how much Steph is going to play in that second half. I wouldn't think it's all that much, but he gets hot very quickly, so we'll keep an eye on it. But here's the thing. We know that Klay Thompson's not going to play much. Because he's just getting ready. He's just coming back. No, this so. is the night he's going to play a lot in the second <laughs> half for some reason. It's the way it goes. Like. <laughs> uh, see, see, Jake, I'm trying. I'm trying, Jake. I'm trying. This is the night. I have a feeling Clay Thompson doesn't play that much in the third. Curry will play more in the third. Yeah. No question about it. He is, because nobody's playing in the fourth. <laughs> Can we talk about the Knicks again? That was making me feel, like, better than what this is Oh, no, is doing. Let's, not, let's not go there. Uh, well, but speaking of Sacramento, let's talk about the Nets. Yeah. Because, Gordon, listen, I had no doubt. I'm hearing all this stuff. Oh, we're concerned about the Nets. And I'm like, look, I'm with Gordon. Whenever they get back, they'll get back. They'll right. be, okay, they may be, you know, sliding down. and It's okay. They'll be fine. When, when Durant comes back, they'll be okay. They dropped their sixth straight last night. Gordon, I had – if you had said to me, Larry, uh, Larry, you on Typico, Gordon, you on FanDuel, mm-hmm. if you say, let's take the Nets, the Nets are going to lose to Sacramento, I'd be like, yeah, right. I will take – what do I have? What do I have here? That's why, Gordon, 
it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. Well, it, it's dangerous. It, it, it is gambling, Larry. You know, it's, it it's always, it, there's it always is. risk involved. And the, the six-game <sighs> losing skid, you, you think to yourself, well, it's the Nets. Yeah, they, they're okay. going to get – as long as they get Durant back by the playoffs, they'll be good to go. It's not like they're going to be in the play-in game. Well, actually, <laughs> with that six-game losing skid, they are now in sixth. They're only a game and a half ahead of Toronto. I know. And and they lost to the Kings. Could you, could you imagine the Nets have to go into a play-in tournament? <laughs> oh, my God. Gordon, they lost to the, to the Kings. Who the Knicks beat? At, at, that's incredible. In, in a Who laugher. The Knicks, the Knicks won in a laugher. I, One of the away. few laughers this year. And James Harden, four points? He had four points last night. Four. So, James, what the heck is going on with the Nats? Are you concerned? Man, you asking questions. I, have. <laughs> I mean, how many games we play so far? There's no, there's no concern. We don't like. We have different lineups. We got guys in and out of lineups, injuries, whatever. Like, it's no concern. Like, we don't have a hard, our entire team, and then you know we're doing this. this is happening to us. Like, we got. We're just trying to figure out what works best, what guys fit, what guys don't. I mean, it's all the it's all the process. So um, obviously, we're going through a tough stretch where we're losing. You know, it'd be great if we can, you know, win some of these games while going through that process. But you know, we're not. So uh, with that being said, we got to just keep finding ways with the guys in a lot of lineups, and then hopefully, you know, just finish this until the break. And then hopefully, you know, after the break, we can, we can potentially get our full roster and start making strides in the right direction. Hey, Gordon, you know what it sounds like? It's time for players only meeting. How about it? Beard, players only meeting coming up? Uh, no, I think we've done too much talking. I think uh, we've, we've, we've done too much talking. It's just uh, we got to go out there and do it and uh, do it consistently. You know, we have times where we're great, and we have times where we're really bad. And uh, we just got to find some consistency throughout the course of games, uh, more times than not. Is that, wait a minute, is that a Nick talking or a Nat? Find more consistency. <laughs> where have That's I heard that before? That way, right? Where have I heard that before? Unbelievable. And get this. Uh, here's here, here's the schedule, Gordon. They are Tomorrow they will be at Utah. That's not going to be easy. No. At Denver on Sunday. Home for Boston. No Kyrie. At Washington at Miami. Home for Sacramento. And I'm sure on Valentine's night they want to blow the Kings out of the building. No Kyrie. Uh, at the Knicks on the 16th. No Kyrie. Uh, home for Washington and Boston. No Kyrie. No Kyrie. I mean, Gordon, they've got games coming up. They're winnable games. And they, they won't have Kyrie. It's going to be James Harden playing. You know, it's going to be James Harden in the Nets. Feels a lot like last year. It does. It does. Now, look, I, I have no doubt that they'll be able to make the postseason. I, I think they yeah, will. Yeah, no, of course. Clearly, because Durant will be back. Mm-hmm. All right. But oh my God, a Nets play-in—that would be sensational. <laughs> that would be sensational. Because again, the 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 we can hammer the Knicks all we want. The Knicks, yes. whatever their objective was this season—playoffs, maybe a playoff series win—the Nets was crystal clear. It yes. was championship or bust. Mm-hmm. And again, if I had to pick a team in the East, even with in this moment in time with the knowledge that Kevin Durant is going to be back at some point, I probably yes. would still pick the Nets 
Sure. Maybe maybe they would be the second choice. Maybe maybe they would be the third choice, but they would be very high up there. Absolutely. But just because Kevin Durant comes back don't mean that he's going to stay back. I know. That's what happens with these injuries. I know. And when he comes back, and I'm not trying to wish this, but I got a feeling one of those two are going to be out again. Because that's how it just seems. I got a feeling. The way, well, I mean, it's, it's certainly going to be Kyrie's going to be in and out because they're going to be playing some 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 home games at some point. So that's going to be an issue. Uh, and you do kind of wonder. It felt like last year that Harden was carrying so much of the load yeah. that he, he he eventually broke down. Yep. And it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't surprise. Now, would you? I don't think it's going to happen, but they brought it up on the K show today. The fact that the Nets have struggled as much as they have, the fact that Ben Simmons is still available, would you think that there's any possibility that Brooklyn, no. <laughs> oh, not even Brooklyn, that Kevin Durant would think to himself, you know what, maybe maybe making a move for Harden for, for Ben Simmons? I can't no. imagine, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, I Listen, so. he might consider Kyrie for Ben Simmons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because at least he'd have a full-time guy. But yeah. he's no, no, he's not going to do it. He's going to stick with his guys. He's going to stick with his guys. But I tell you what, he better win it with Harden this year because I don't think Harden's coming back. Uh, I yeah, really I don't. wouldn't think so either. I wouldn't I really think so don't. either. I, and you know what? I, I, You know me, Larry. I bring people together. Yes, you do. I usually. heard something on the K show today. Uh-oh. That... I had to. I was laughing in the car when I heard it because it was so fraudulent. Wow, fraudulent, Larry. Wow, it was openly fraudulent for all to see, and nobody pointed it out. Uh, you got it. Hold it. You got it. Save all it. All right, we'll save it. Five o'clock. I said, let's see. You know, who's the K show talking to today, and who, mm-hmm. who do they have? But Frank Isola has a new book out. Mm-hmm. along with Charles Oakley. Yeah. So they're talking to him about the book, obviously, and the 90s Knicks and all these great things. And Frank is a great guest on all the shows and all the different media things that he does with Sirius. Great job. Great job. Mm-hmm. But Frank is a verified Nick hater at this point of his career. No you question. Know? And it's been that way a long time. And it has been that way a long time. <laughs> has been that way a long time. You know, And it's not just the net connection with yes. He, I mean, Mm-mm. so they Oakley. Yeah, <laughs> one two. <laughs> Verified Batman Knicks and, hater. That, that's Batman and Robin right there. <laughs> so they eventually they, they they turn to you know the trade deadlines coming up. Do you think I can't remember who asked the question? It might have been Don. It might have been Peter. I'm not sure. But they eventually got to. Do you think the Knicks should trade for Russell Westbrook? And this is what Frank said. You know what? I, I, I think I would do it. I think Russell Westbrook, if you go back to the last two years, really more than that, but he always starts out slow. And then he really has a strong finish. Last year in Washington, he he really struggled the start of the season. The only reason they got into the play-in tournament was because of him. Bradley Bill was barely, was barely playing. It was Russell Westbrook that was carrying the team. Now, I, now, this year, it looks like he's really fallen off. But Russell Westbrook in New York, I think he'd have the, the right attitude. He's, he's kind of the fighter that they need. He's got a bit of an edge too. I think New York Knicks fans, again, as you're talking about, Michael, it would be a short term kind of thing. I think for them, I don't think it would be the craziest thing. I think he would be a big hit with the Knicks. He plays better when he's by himself anyway. Right. And with that team, they kind of need it. And, you know, let's face it too. And you guys, we, we talked about it. Why, if you're a guy like Julius Randall, why are you getting into a war 
with the fans. It's not worth it. it that that was so silly. Oh, you know, we kind of went through it in New York with Stefan Marbury, mm. where he was kind of always battling with the media. You guys know it's wasted energy and wasted time. It's it's a it's a battle that a you're never going to win. And even if you think you won it, what is what does it prove? I had to check to make sure it wasn't Frank Caliendo calling in <laughs> as Frank Isola, because Larry, you correct me if I'm wrong. The first person to kill the Knicks after they made a trade for Russell Westbrook would be Frank Isola. Am I not wrong? No, not at all. What do you expect? What do you expect from they, that the Knicks? Office? have Things done this a changed. thousand times before, and that would be right. That would be the right tack. That would be the right approach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a prank. I don't know if Frank Caliendo can do a Frank Isola. I'm sure he can. He does everybody else. I think we need to make sure it wasn't that guy Sour Shoes or one of these prank calls that that was actually Frank Isola. I can't believe it. No, that was definitely Frank Isola. <laughs> There's no question that was Frank Isola. I, you know, and after no listening, because I was on this morning during uh, KJZ mm-hmm. and um, or KJ, M. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max now, mm-hmm. um, and I heard the, the cut from, from J. Will on with, with, with DNR. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, that is that's really a stretch. You know, Jay, I don't know, maybe he has a connection with Russell Westbrook. I, I can't believe nobody thinks that that would be the right approach for the Knicks. Not Nick fan. I, I don't I can't believe that there's a Nick fan that's like saying, you know what, that's that's what's going to sell. So then I see Frank is coming on the case show. I say, oh, well, Frank will Frank will set him straight. And he's come on. <laughs> he would be the first guy killing kill the Knicks for making him. that move. He would. He wouldn't even. He would go on air early on Sirius. <laughs> he wouldn't even be his show. He would no. call in. Yep. He would go immediately on. go. He would know the trade was completed, and he would immediately go to the studio. And then he would go and and, and then he would go do around the horn. Yeah. And he would kill him there too. And then he would make a snide remark on yes. Just you know, quick. Just 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, like like another team in this town. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> That's what exactly. he would do. Exactly. I mean, I know Frank for a thousand years. I know. Oh, please Come give on. me a break. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, there's no, no way. It's Listen, let me say this, Gordon. If I didn't want Chris Paul, right? Why and would we were, I want and, Russell and we Westbrook? We were both wrong. We were absolutely wrong. Clearly, he had a lot more left. Yep. I don't know that he wouldn't be doing what he's doing there here because they don't have enough talent. But yeah, I mean, we we I I got that one wrong. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. But Russell Westbrook. Uh, if I didn't want Chris Paul, why would I want Russell Westbrook? I'm not because exactly I know Chris sure. Paul can make people better. I've yes. seen it. Yep. He's done it his whole career. And listen, he's been healthy, and that was my main that concern. Was the, with him. That was the concern, right? You figure he's going to eventually break down, and he, he's older, a huge contract, all these type of things. I mean, he's almost won the title. He's gone mm-hmm. so deep in the postseason with Phoenix. And and by the way, they happened to lose tonight. They stopped the eleven game winning streak. They're playing real well since he's been out there. I'm just saying, I you know, I, I have to take the you're right. I'm with you. I'll take the L on that one. I'll take I, the I L. Like, yep. And part of it was money. I'm like, I don't want the money. Give me somebody younger. I mean, oh, well, anyway. Go on, let's talk a little Super Bowl. Yeah. So I want to hear from first, I want to hear from the coaches. Uh let's hear from Zach Taylor from the Cincinnati Bengals. And he says, you know what? We're not just here. We want to win. We want more than just being here in L.A. That's our best best bet, you know, is to get everybody to focus in on how important winning this game is and, and avoid the distractions that come with it because it, it's easy to fall into that trap. But, you know, being a Super Bowl champion, it, it, you carry that for a lifetime, you know, and, 
enjoying the Super Bowl process is a 10 day uh, enjoyment factor, you know, and so we want something much longer than that. And so again, just trying to get that to, to resonate with the guys. And um, again, we're here for a reason. We're here because we have a very mature, disciplined team that cares about winning. That's what's gotten us here. I trust that's what's going to carry us into Sunday and that we'll be able to put our best performance forward. Six games in two years, and now he's in the Super Bowl, Gordon. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a time where I rooted for a guy who in year two was in the Super Bowl, and he did not win, but the, the feeling was, well, he'll definitely be back, and he never got back. So you have to take advantage of those chances when you get them. Joe Burrow has been uh, outstanding during this uh, postseason run. It's been an amazing story. He is he Joe Cool. Yeah. Uh, but you got it's all well and good to get to the Super Bowl up until the Super Bowl. If you go to the Super Bowl and you lose the Super Bowl, it's – it's what? Um, yeah, start it, over next season. Yeah, you got to start from scratch all over again. It's not the same thing. It is not the same thing. Now, Gordon, you're going to have to help me with uh, Sean McVay from the Rams because – okay, let's, let's just hear what he's got to say, and, and I'll ask you a question afterwards. All right, Sean, talk to me. I think it's important to – you know, specifically allocate the game plan over the next two weeks in a way that's digestible and very clear for the players, but not feeling like you got to overwhelm them early on in the week. You know, what I thought I did a mistake of the last time was you have the mindset that we want to put the majority of it in before we travel to Atlanta. But in the back of my head, I always knew I had another week and you're tweaking and different things like that. And I think I tinkered with that too much. All right, so Gordon, help me out. Did he have a game plan the last time he was in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was or did he put the Super game Bowl. plan in too early? Or now he wants to put it he put it in too late? Did he put, what is he doing? Yeah, I, I, don't, I think last time it was just the quarterback was not very good and they were going up against the defense that uh, just completely shut him down. That, that was the worst Super Bowl that we've had. You know, remember when you were a kid, like most of the Super Bowls, they weren't very good. There were a lot of mm-hmm. blowouts. Yeah. And then we found some sort of groove somewhere along the line that, you know, these were good games. And, and, uh, but that, that Super Bowl with the Rams and the Patriots, oof, that was, that was, was rough. Ridiculous. Yeah, was that ridiculous. was a rough one. And then watching Brady celebrate again at the end of it, oh, my God, we needed that again. No, we didn't need that again. Mm-hmm. We really didn't. Matthew Stafford, how's your preparation going? I think you treat it just like every other game when it gets to that day. Um, you got a job to do. You got a job to go out there and execute and, and try and lead your team to help us win. Once the ball snapped, I mean, it's going to be football. You know, settle into the game as quickly as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, trust your eyes, trust your teammates, and, and go play. All right, Gordon. I did not play in the National Football League. Okay. I did not play you did not. in the oh, NBA. Okay. I did not, did, not play, did not play in the NHL. <laughs> did not play in the major leagues. Uh-huh. But, Gordon, this idea of the Super Bowl is just another game, stop yourself. <laughs> you may tell that to yourself, okay? You may tell that to yourself, but you don't really believe that. You know it's not just another game. Why are you lying? Well, it's just another game. You have to go through out there. You know, just like every other game you do. You go through your preparation. It is not just like any other game. Stop it. No, it can't be. It can't. And you can't, all, all, and you can't whole, look at it that way. No, I mean, not even – forget about even just the game, the whole lead-up to it, the two weeks – the amount of attention you're ever – I mean, imagine the, the the amount of stuff these guys are, are being asked to do. Everywhere they go, people are asking them for things. It's just got to be – I would think that by the time you get to the game, you're almost you're almost kind of relieved that you can actually just go do something <laughs> that you can actually control. Yeah. Thank but God, the game. I, I'll tell you another one that I think is absolutely uh, fooey, and mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot that Matthew Stafford has already proven that his rep 
from Detroit. That's now a thing of the past. And he's, now that he's gotten to the Super Bowl and it's played well and all this type of stuff, his reputation now is forever changed. Not if he goes and loses. I, I, do people actually believe that? Because if that guy on the Niners, what was his name, Tart, holds yeah. on to that interception, he's out. Oh, the same he's old Matthew Stafford, right? That's the guy yeah. that's in Detroit. That could have just as easily flipped everything right there. So if they go out and they don't win the game or he doesn't play well, and I, I'll be honest, I was not a huge fan of the move that the Rams made to go get Stafford. I, I was not a huge fan of him as a player, and he's opened my eyes. But, but reputations don't always get based on fact. They get based on feelings. And if the yeah. Rams go out there as right now, what, four-and-a-half, five-point favorites and lose to the upstart Bengals – and Joe Burrow in year two, you don't think people are going to be reinforced in, in their minds that, the, 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 that Stafford is a guy that just can't get it done in big spots and all this type of stuff? I, I, I think that that's complete garbage, that that would absolutely be the case. And to prove that, I agree with Canty. I have more faith in Joe Burrow at the quarterback spot than I do Matthew Stafford in this game, even in this game. Even with their bad offensive line, I have more faith that he would make a play, pull the ball down, do what he did against Kansas City, break tackles, try to get a play, rather than throw it up. I think that he would make that move, break tackles, and, and get the first down and extend the chains and not put the football in jeopardy. I have no, I have no doubt that Matthew Stafford will put one up and turn it over in the, in the game on the Super Bowl. They almost did it last week. I mean, if yeah. not for – I know that the story is the Rams' comeback, but part of the story was the, the, the Niners' inability to do anything in those drives in the second half, punting on the – what was it, the Rams' 42-yard yeah. line? On a, on a fourth and two, I mean, all those type of things. That left the door open for the Rams. To, and again, the dropped interception. That, that completely changes the game. The Niners are probably the team that's playing at the Super Bowl if that guy holds on to that. And that was, he probably, I think he, he was going to fair catch it at first. It was such an easy yeah. <laughs> interception to get. It was, it was. And, you know, it, and it also would have kept the door open for Jimmy Garoppolo to stay, at least for another week, instead of him yeah, saying for goodbye week, yeah. already. Crazy. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.